Yeah, what's up? It's the Doopy Brothers. Podcast. Nope, nope, not doing that. <laughs> Union Gold, scored by AJ and Luke, the Goofy Brothers. Hey guys, Doopy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I am up here in Philly. It is episode 72. What is going on? Um, I know it's been a while for the Doopy Brothers. We recorded last week, but it uh, technically uh, the technology made it sound terrible, so we didn't want to put you through that. But here's a fresh episode. Hopefully it works out. Um, we'll talk about that game against Miami in the rain. Some standouts and um, stand-ins. Uh, players during that game um are the union really what yeah stand-ins that's a that's a thing that's that's a thing standouts the opposite of a stand-in sit-outs sit-outs maybe Um, okay okay are the union any good we'll talk about brendan aronson and his big move uh and the rest of the schedule and we'll take tacklings at the end so uh what i guess that was sunday night um, the star-studded Miami, filled with internationally capped players like Luis Robles, Ben Sweat, Juan Agudelo, and your U.S. national team captain, Will Trapp, all traveled up to the Sug, only to get their butts kicked by the Philadelphia Union homegrowns. How about that? What a game. What a game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, it was great. They're they definitely the, the standout names that we all were excited to see from Miami and the names that, you know, David Beckham was really uh, promised to get those big names like Will Trapp and and, and Ben Sweat. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, yeah, uh, Trapp was on Beckham's shortlist. I saw it. And, for sure, um, yeah. So, uh, what, I mean, the Union are good, man. We won. One, first off, we, had, we were missing uh, some guys, some Union Ring of Honor potential players, Bedoya and Gaddis. Right. And I, w- I personally was very proud of Jim's lineup. Um, in the Never To Be Heard episode, I was predicting that Jim would um, not have fun with this lineup and would, and would put El Sino in for Bedoya. Mm-hmm. And I, so when I saw Fontana was in, I was, I was very proud of him. Um, so I was excited. And of course, we love, we love the font, man. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And then... Uh, Bezo came out was like swift over to the right side and filled in for Gaddis, but we we got Bagner back, which is great because Bagner we haven't we haven't seen him in forever, and it's kind of like we're so we've been so used to watching uh, Real and, and Bezo, and we got excited about these guys, but like it was nice to get a reminder that oh, Bagner is also really really good and most likely our most talented uh, fullback in, on this roster. So it was good to see him back and and playing. He played a really good game. So he, yeah, this, this this whole roster was just really really interesting, really fun. Yeah, and uh, Wagner was I, he's a standout for me. I thought he was mm-hmm. one of the better players on the night. Um, obviously, he was pretty fresh, having not played for a while, and and that can be you know get him bad, but especially on a wet field, dude, the guy looked awesome. Um, yeah, I mean he was. I remember he was cutting guys up. Uh, my favorite play was when the ball was heading towards the sideline. It looked like he was going to let it just roll out. And then he, he flipped on the defender and dribbled down to the end line. 
and then cut back on that same defender. He just made that yeah. guy look like a mess. He that was good. He was ready to play, and it was awesome to see Wagner back out there. As much as we love, obviously, yeah, like you said, the young guys playing that spot. Wagner, he was he had a great game, I thought. Yeah, made, for sure. Made a new made a new friend too, and Iguain. That was nice. <laughs> well, I think we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, right. So let's start with. I want to start with like the, the go through the goals. Then is that yeah one yeah. Of the, Okay, so yeah, to start, I mean Fontana with another banger. Like that's all he does. That's only game, only goals he scores. And man, this is a good one. I like this one a lot. His he had a nice little touch out wide, and then and that just just roofed it into the into the top right. And it, it was it was nice. It was it, it was, was good to see a goal like, in the first half too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I was oh. Ooh, yeah, it felt good, and and it's just cool to see him continuing his his streak. And like, obviously, we don't expect him to score a goal like every game, but like, keeping his uh, his form going and and proving him himself every every time he, every chance he gets is is really great to see. And it's just it just shows that I don't. We'll, we'll get into the Aronson thing, but it shows that like once you know we move on favor from Aronson. We have another homegrown ready to to take that that position, so it's it, it makes me feel good that Fontana took that, and I I like that he he was playing majority major the majority of the game he was playing the number ten, and really I feel like that was his his most comfortable position where he he was most influential. So it was it, I really liked his performance, aside yeah. from just the goal. Yeah, and on the goal, I mean you can just see like this is gonna sound silly, but um. He, he kicks the ball like super hard when he shoots. It's like he's <laughs> yeah. a, I know it's such a silly thing, but he's um, obviously been putting time in the gym and uh, obviously practicing his practicing his finishing. But the man can put a foot through the ball, man. He is crushing it, and and you've seen it from his uh, other goals, other than the little chip. His others have been blessed. The guy just I mean, without I mean he can kick the ball really hard, and it seems so like amateurish to say, but. Um, Got got a powerful shot. So yeah. Um. See, that was goal number one. Nice goal number two. Uh, just as nice as far as the buildup. Um, the finish was pretty simple, but um. This buildup was awesome, and before it even got to the box, Aronson had a sweet give and go on the sideline with someone where they they seemed like they were in a trap and they're in a really tight spot with a few Miami defenders on them. And it was just a quick one-two down the sideline, and then Aronson cuts into the space in the middle. Um, so it was just, and then obviously pass, 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 and El Senio finds himself in front of an empty goal. Uh, beautiful, beautiful buildup for to create an, a simple finish for the old man. Yeah, yeah. I I call it. I said on Twitter. I, I said Aronson had the MLS assist assist because it was Monte Aronson Montero to Casper event then to El Senio. But Aronson still created that goal. He still should have like some sort of credit for that because yeah, like you like you said, he 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 created that that chance out of nothing at, in midfield and then driven mm-hmm. so far down and then across the box to to wait like the perfectly time to release the ball to Montero and then you know build up that goal and it was I, and that's and I feel like that's what created the opportunity for Elsino to get wide open just. And I feel like we've talked about this. Maybe it was like it was like the first game against FC Dallas that like when a defend when a a player is making that dribbling across the box, that is so hard to defend because there's so much they could do and it and it shifts the defense 
it, it just puts them on their toes and it's so hard to keep up with. So like being the union be able to do that and capitalize off Aronson's run and everyone else was in the perfect position to and, and executed that so well that it was just, it, it created such an easy goal, but it's such a dangerous run to start that and create that. Yep. Um, and now he's getting the credit due right here on the Duke brother podcast. I don't know what yeah. other, what other credit he needs, but that's it right there. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, I guess he did earn, you know, it wasn't the only goal he created because that last goal was all the man himself. It was, you know, making the steal, dribbling. I'm glad he took it himself. I feel like he could have passed it easily, but mm-hmm. and that, everyone wants him to just kind of take his chances a little more often. And he did, scored it, ran to the sideline, crossed his arms, said, what's up to his girlfriend? And boom, another goal <laughs> yeah. for the man. Pretty great. Yeah. Um, All right. So yeah, let's, let's talk a fun conversation. Yeah, because really the the moment of the match um, was you know jokes aside the the, the big name player or was Gonzalo Iguain and also Matuidi, but Iguain's debuted in, in Chester like like he always dreamed of of entering MLS and a rainy night in Chester, and he had the opportunity to get his team back in the game because uh, it was at at two zero there is the the called back VAR handball on, on Casper to, to give uh, Miami the PK and all right, stop right there. All okay. Right, so, Cause you know, I have problems with VAR. Okay. So right after that play, the union dribbled down the field and that was where Casper had the goalie out and played it and a defender cleared it off the line with his head. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, yeah. okay. That play was ridiculous. The union were ticky tacking around the box and had so much chance opportunity to score a goal. So it, it, yeah, would, so, it could have been a disaster. Right. Right. That's all I was going to say is that would have been so bad. Had they scored that then went to VAR been like, yo, that, that doesn't count. There was a handball in your own box. Now there's a PK against you. Like that, 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 I don't know. That's, that's, that, and that handball itself was such a – I mean, I guess the ref saw enough to call it, but it wasn't very convincing to my eyes. Um, it didn't look like it changed the movement of the ball enough to really impact the play. I don't know. I feel like it would have been a huge talking point had the Union scored a goal and then had a goal pulled back because of that handball only to be given a PK. And then who knows at that point what happens. Right. It, it was a wild kind of scene. Um, then obviously, oh, Higuain. What is Higuain? Higuain. <laughs> okay. That's what Higuain. Um, yeah, uh, terrible, terrible at PKs. Apparently, he's got a history of missing a few PKs. Um, what, what were your thoughts on the union's reaction to that? So you got Glessness jumping up right in front of him. And then the face of the year. Um, I saw people on, on the internet saying, um martinez is the new dempsey face if you know what yeah. i'm saying that dempsey uh-huh. face um and i love the hand motion too he he put up the italian hands talking with the hands right back at Eguin. um oh it, it, that was brilliant i mean we'll talk about how much we love martinez in a minute but that that was i i enjoyed it being a philly fan uh obviously you would hate it if you're probably any other fan what were your thoughts oh it was amazing i think I think if you're a neutral, you still enjoy that because seeing these like us, a, a relatively unknown group of union players 
just trash Iguain, a a world world class player on his debut, Sky and a PK, and and all these like young like uh, out of obscurity Union players just bag on him, and it, it just feels it's so good, it's so great, and and the the Glesnes, like jump and fist bump right right in front of him, and then apparently I guess Wagner was saying something because. Iguain had a little chest bump with Wagner right after he missed it. He and like he went right off after he missed it. He's like, all right, these guys. He went right into attack mode with all these Union guys and and every all, every Union. I mean, all the Union players that were around there were were, were backing up each other and got went right back at him. And it was so great. And I, I it's the moment of the year. I think even even more so than I think the Glesnes banger against LAFC. This was just so enjoyable and. Yeah, like like it could have been a, a game changer if he if he scored it, but then he didn't, and then Union just trashed him. And and I, and I, I assume there is some trash talking beforehand with Wagner or Glasnes or even McKenzie, whoever on Iguain, because he really just just lit a fuse and, and just snapped on him, and it was pretty it was pretty entertaining, and I, I just loved it every second of it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um... I was telling you, like, on Facebook, I saw some article popped up, Iguain's debut spoiled by Union players, whatever. And then it had, like, hundreds of comments. So, of course, I just want to pop it and see what the comments are kind of about. And most of them are just, like, trash in MLS and saying the Union are trash for the way they reacted. But no, 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 no. MLS is awesome, obviously. And the Union totally deserved that moment because they're building a team the right way. They're not – they're not – Clearly, Sugarman's not going out and buying stars from Juventus and all over the world. So, um, way to go, Union. You deserve that moment in your face, Higuain. Uh, learn to take a shot from 12 yards out. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he had, he had a pretty good game. And I mean, I'm not saying he had a bad game, but yeah. yeah. That, that, was a, that was a great moment for the Union and one that I think we'll all remember for the rest of the season. Yeah, it is funny that the narrative changed. Like, And obviously, like he has to score that, and that makes a bad game for him because he, he didn't and that was his chance but like he did have a pretty good game he lot of, had some pretty good chances like his first shot was like the a bike that was like inches off so like mm-hmm. and he created other chances especially in the first half so he had a relatively good game but yeah like i mean it's a pk that he missed so that's that's really what it is yep so it is funny that's like the narrative that he just he, he ruined it but i don't know it was a pretty comprehensive win for the union guys trash he's washed up um yeah. Some standouts that I saw, uh, I think I said Fontana, Wagner, and Martinez. Obviously, the defense was um, also standout. Blake with a huge save at the end. That was uh, on uh, Mr. Ben Sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, can we talk about Santos? Because I feel mixed. Yeah. Mixed about his night. At first, um, I mean, like, he's obviously a dangerous striker and was creating some opportunities but I can't be the only one who gets frustrated that this this guy who has more muscles than I, I would ever have in my life, um, who's got more athletic ability, more speed, more soccer talent than I can imagine, is always kind of looking for a foul, always falling over. Um, and and uh, just going back to just as recent as like CJ Sapong, CJ Sapong took the beating of a lifetime every time he stepped onto the field for the union. I feel like I never saw this kind of stuff from him. He just, I mean, he'd get wrecked time after time, two center backs sandwiching him, um, being upended. 
and you just kind of get up quietly and, and move back up the field. And and he's like the union's second all-time leading scorer. Um, how do you feel about Santos's play and his, I'll just say antics. Okay. Uh, I honestly don't mind the, all the antics from, if you will. Um, cause he like, he hasn't started in a while and injuries and stuff, but I think he showed such a difference in, in what he brings to the field. And, and he was creating a lot and getting me on the defense so easily, especially in the first half. And like, really giving Miami a handful. And I think the like, you know, antics stuff, it comes down to just like kind of like game management. He was trying to draw fouls. He's trying to get the ref to see that like Miami and they were like pretty physical on him. Like Gonzalez Perez was really, really up on him. And, and, and I think it's a little bit of gamesmanship. And if, yeah, if that's the, all you're doing, you're then right that's a frustrating, the but like he, he was also doing a lot on the ball and creating a lot. So I, I honestly, like, for in my mind, I give him a pass because I don't really – if that's all you're doing, yeah, that's, that's annoying because, like, if that's all you're trying to bring to the game, that's frustrating. But, like, he was also, like, doing a lot of other stuff. So I'm fine with it. I get that it does get frustrating. And, like, I, I just, you know, just get frustrated with, like, the stoppages and all that kind of stuff when he goes down or whatever. But, like – if he's bringing so much to the field, then like I, I kind of, I, I'm fine with it because even like LGP was like trying to draw fouls and dr- trying to get Santos to, you know, get sent off with yellows and stuff. Cause he was like, he, he was doing that kind of stuff too. And, and so that's like kind of what the game became. And, and I think like Santos is like aware enough to know the right ways and like how to do that to like manage that and not go overboard and, and kind of and, and and do it in a way that he can, he might be able to, you know, get get these calls going his way with with the rep and stuff. So I don't know. Like I I definitely understand the frustration with that, but it, I didn't get as bothered by it at least uh, last, the last game. Yeah, I, I got you. Um, Harv is just like, dude, I just want like my striker who is a beast to just sometimes be a beast and like forget all that extra stuff. Just just go, man. Just just play if if LGP is going to give you a little little light tap on the face, like don't act like he sucker punched you. Like, sure. I, yep. I, 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 it I, was I, going I, both I, ways. We can expect a little more. That, that's all I'm saying. It's like, well, like he's got the abilities. I think um, if he stayed on his feet a little more, I feel like he might find a few more opportunities and a little more um, maybe respect from the referee, and, and then those moments might come a little more. But like. The ref sees the same guy flop uh, three times for light stuff. That fourth time, he might, you know, not give us a PK or a good free kick that because this guy's going down so easy. I don't know. I feel like it could go could go against us in a way. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I, I feel like in this game it was it was going both ways. So I think he, and I don't think he was really like ruining chances by trying to go down i think if if the chance wasn't there he would be more willing to go down you know uh so i think i i saw it more like that but i i see what you're saying and i yeah i i don't completely disagree all right all right, all right. so cool 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 let me let me jump into another player who um so we got into a lot in the episode that will never be heard due to technical difficulties but um, I want to talk about Montero for a few minutes. We won't sit too long on this one because he actually didn't have a terrible, I mean, he hasn't had a terrible game, but 
Coming into the season, the Union obviously spent more than they've ever spent on a DP. This was our big, um, this is kind of not our big splash, but kind of a big splash in Union terms. And he's really right now just kind of seems like a possession player for me. He he receives the ball at midfield. Um, three out of four times he plays it back to McKenzie or Martinez. He He seems to me to be slowing up play a lot. He's not taking as many chances. And I say that knowing that he's got the ability to obviously beat guys one-on-one. He's quick. He's like a little jitterbug. And I, I expect a lot more. I feel like he's not getting it. Um, and I, I know I'm not the only one who's feeling this. I've seen other people expressing the same things. Um, and, and I just want – so, again, kind of like Santos, I want more from good players listening to extra time radio um the mls little little show and they were talking about the union and as far as they can go as far as like winning championships um obviously the talent's all there but are the top end players good enough to put them over the edge and if you look at top end players for the other teams that are competing so if we're just talking let's go top four teams in the league you're probably talking um toronto right now columbus Seattle and um, I mean if you look at their top players you got Columbus guys all around we've talked about him before like him a lot uh, Pozuelo um, Josie on his day and then obviously Seattle has like Jordan Morris and uh, oh, what's their Ladero. Ladero yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I'm not putting Montero in the same category as those guys um, and it just seems like he's not he's not doing it as much and he doesn't I mean he doesn't give up the ball a lot which is good but I want to see more like yeah we you you're a big deal let's play like you're a big deal yeah no I agree and I think it it, it there should be a little bit of disclaimer in that he plays the number eight and not like the number 10 like Ladero and Pozuelo and stuff but what he's bringing to the game isn't it just doesn't feel like enough I don't know like like there is a a good article from Tan and Wald, shocker, uh, about Montero a little bit ago about you know his and and it shares some stats that there is a little bit a bit of a drop in form let's say in, in this year this season compared to last season, with like his touches were down his pass completion rate is down and and that kind of stuff and it, it's not like a drastic amount but it's enough to be a little bit concerned and, and stuff that's you, you 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 we have like obviously we notice on the field and. And it's just a little bit. He seemed to way way more hungry and really, really trying to get more influential in every facet of the game last year. And this year, it's he feels a little more, you know, like complacent. Like you said, he's just trying to be a possession player. But like in games like Cincinnati, where it was a zero zero game, he seemed practically invisible. And that's a game where like we could we should win that. Like obviously Cincinnati made it really difficult and all that. And credit to them. But like. A guy like Montero could should be able to step up and be like, okay, I'm going to make this play to to win this game for us and set someone else up to to you know score an actual goal in this game. And even in Miami, like I feel like there are times when I saw you know you know where maybe break in and then Montero was trailing a bit where like he had the opportunity and space to like make a run down his left side and and create an option for like a quick counterattack and and he wasn't really doing that and. I just it, it makes it a little frustrating because it's like I get like he's 
playing number eight, but like if he's not going to be contributing to the offense and, and as much as like, then it's like okay, so are we expected to really be a top team and only expect like three guys to be the attacking force and like the strikers and and Aronson? Like that's obviously not enough. Like we need guys like Montero and like Bedoya like gets an, up to and he's in a bit of a similar position, but he gets up there. But like I feel like Montero isn't doing that enough and he's too skilled to not be doing that like we know how good he is and like we're not we're never we're not doubting his skill it's like we just like he's just not like bringing it to every game that as much as we should expect him to and it's and maybe it is we're setting a high bar for him but it's like he he should be having a high bar set for him high bar for him like oh exactly yeah yeah it's yeah, like he's a he's a our top money guy, and he's wearing the number ten. Like even if he's not playing it, that that's a that means he's an important player. Like he's should be out and out our our top performing player, and it just doesn't really show that much. And it's it's just getting a little concerning, I guess. Yeah, and the last thing I'd say is if if you were to rank, and we've talked about this, our four starting midfielders from most to least in least important or at least most least crucial or irreplaceable right now um it's almost almost opposite in the way that they're paid so you'd go i mean obviously aaron's i I mean not obviously but aaronson and martinez i think have been the two standouts and then bodoya and then montero um i think fontana could fit in there to kind of replace any of them at any moment uh, for a spurt, um, but but like I think I think Aronson and and Martinez have been definitely the standouts as far as um, just what they bring to the game. Mm-hmm. And so it's just an interesting exercise to think about, if you will. Yeah. So awesome, man. Well, let's uh let's go ahead and take a break. After the break, we'll talk about are the union really good. Um, we'll talk about said Brendan Aronson, the rest of the schedule, Jack McLinn, and uh, come back after this. What's up, guys? This is the Doopy Brothers Podcast. Thanks for coming back after the break. Um, oh, Luke, question for you Are the union really good? Uh, yep, moving right. on. All right, next topic. All right, let's go on. Nah, so. Um, a few weeks ago, we had this conversation about are the Union actually a good team? Um, are they the team that we saw play LAFC in the second game of the season? Or are they the team that we saw in MLS's back where they were getting results, but in a very kind of one to nothing, two to one, boring kind of way, so to speak, and what the preference is? So now the Union have put together a string of results since that tournament, one loss and a bunch of wins and a tie or two ties, um, something like that. Luke, what are your thoughts? How good are the Union? I, I feel like they're pretty, really good. I mean, yeah, our one loss was to Columbus, who's arguably the best. I, I would still probably say they're probably the best team right now. Um, and then, yeah, we had a weird tie to, to Cincinnati. But, like, other than that, we've had some, like, pretty much blowout wins, like, pretty comprehensive wins. And, yeah, and so that tie, like I told you, I told you before we played that game that that was the one of the three games this week that I was most worried about. Just knowing mm-hmm. how they play, they don't get scored on that stadium. Um, so I knew that was going to be a tough one, and we still pulled out a tie. Right. Um, 
yeah, I'm just glad I missed part of that game for my own soccer game. Um, but yeah, uh, like you said, yeah, we've put together some good results, have had some favorable man advantages. Um, right. Between two games, we played a hundred man, a hundred minutes, a man up. I think Matt told me. <laughs> hundred um, men up. A hundred men up for like one minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So it's been been favorable on that end. And the union also haven't um, shot themselves in the foot at all. I mean, obviously right. the Casper handball have been uh, drastically changed our mood right now. But yeah, um, thankfully I... that guy um, missed that PK. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's I, like we're winning yeah. games that we should be winning. And it's not like I, I like with the Cincinnati to, like. Uh, uh, disregarding that one like other than that like we're, we're beating like all right montreal we should beat them red bulls we should beat them you know like yeah, we're playing no England England. a couple more times but like you know we, we've been handling them pretty well i think this this last half of the schedule should be a little more uh a little bit more of a test we have like columbus again we have toronto twice so like those would be like you know they're the big games we have like chicago's should be pretty decent they've been they've been decent recently so we'll have them but like so far like we've, we've been showing that like we this is a quality team and and it's not just I, I guess now it's coming from a lot for fontana but i feel like it is coming from a lot there's a lot of contributors to this team and even with like when bedoya and gaddis are out and we've had you know elliot's been out for a while and stuff like that like this team is still looks solid with with those you know wagner's been out and like there's there's a little bit of depth that we're seeing that we were a little bit worried about and and there still probably are some worries more more so you know in the in the attacking half with the strikers and stuff but there's like time and time again this team has showed that they're they're a quality team and, and they're one to to be reckoned with in this in this entire league like we're you know a couple of results away from being the you know supporter supporter shield you know favorites so it's it's pretty wild this is this is like pretty much uncharted territories for us, you know. Like, what, what, when had the unit ever been this good and this comprehensively good? Yeah, and I almost, I definitely feel spoiled in the fact that like we just keep pulling out results, and um, it's become very normal to me right now that the it union feels weird. It, it feels, I feel like this. Oh, the union, the union won again. Oh, the yeah. union won. Like, it's not weird to me now. It's like they haven't, they've lost one game um since the beginning of the season they, they lost the first game and then they lost the columbus like yeah like that thing like how comfortable i am just saying oh yeah let's go tomorrow oh yeah the union won last night yeah like, oh, oh yeah they, they won three nothing like no big deal like well, like what like a mm -hmm. three nothing win to be huge and and needs to be like holy smokes we didn't blow it um so i i do agree that uh my feeling on them is definitely that they are they have uh proven to me that they're not the MLS is back. Let me just survive this game and beat you by one gold team. I think, yeah, I, I'm I'm all in, man. Not that I've ever not been all in. I think every right. single time I predict, you know, MLS's Cup and Supporter Shield, Campione's Cup, and uh, UEFA Cup. Like, <laughs> like uh, uh, World, World Cup, too. World Cup. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, yeah. Um, well, I guess, yeah, it's been nice to see that and definitely feel spoiled um 
Yeah, and it's, it's also it's... fun. We're complaining about uh, our our biggest DP signing in this in the same stretch. Right, but, and he, you know, and he, like yeah, it's funny because he's not like a complete flop. It's just like yeah, we're like yeah, oh, yeah. we just want more. We just want more. Yeah, yeah. Look at this guy. He's only completing like ninety eight percent of his passes. <laughs> Come, Come on, on. Man. <laughs> take yeah. a risk. <laughs> All right. Uh, gosh. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess the union are good, and the DP brothers agree. Uh, union. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that Brendan Aronson is going to Red Bull Salzburg. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. No. I think I heard that too. Um, breaking. But... Breaking here first on the Doopy Brothers. <laughs> breaking here first. Yeah. So it was like reported. It was like rumored maybe a couple weeks ago or the past couple weeks, and then like there was like an official report um, from like Tom Bogort of MLS, and then maybe other sources too but he was the one that kind of broke it um that yeah aronson's going to salzburg at like he's gonna finish this season and then go there and play for jesse marsh and i mean there's mixed feelings about uh, going to red bull team but other than that this is a pretty much a slam dunk move for aronson the union like everyone involved this is pretty a pretty great deal to be done and and it's a really super important move for for the union as a whole how do you feel yeah. like a gut reaction to this? I, that's exactly what I want. Uncle Jesse and the Rippers, man. That's what that's what this Salzburg team is. Um, do you get that reference what? as a young? No, not at all. Uncle Jesse and the Rippers. You know, oh, someone... Full House. Is that a Full House? There thing? you go. And the reason okay. I say that is because this uh, Red Bull Salzburg team um, last year they set the record for like points, goals, wins. I don't know. They just like ripped it up. Um, and so for a young attacking player, uh, I, I don't know how many minutes he'll get his first because I guess he'll join in, in the midseason. Um, and that's fine if he doesn't get minutes to begin with, but uh, it's awesome. It, I think it's a great spot. He's gonna he's under a coach who um, potentially is in line to eventually be the U.S. national team coach, so it'll be good to get some face-to-face time with him. Um, yeah, and, and you sent me a picture of the jersey that – kind of looks like union colors was that their third jersey or something their fourth I think it's, their, it's just their away um their away. okay that's easy yeah so it, yeah that's the other side of this this is a red bull team so uh union fans don't love that and uh like obviously so and so it was you know you know like we that's something you and i always talk about we we love soccer jerseys and obviously whenever an Amer- a union player goes to eventually gets sold to a, a European team like like the situation was like oh we're we're so about getting this whatever team's jersey and getting that player's jersey to support that player and it makes it a little little more maybe cringy to do it with a Red Bull uh branded team but I I personally still think I will get this jersey because I I you know yeah, I want to yeah. support Brandon Aronson and this is such a big move and you got to support I, the podcast man uh, Red Bull Salzburg. I got support the, the podcast. The podcast left sleeve. I thought. Wait, what? I'm just kidding. Um. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can walk around with bimbo written across your stomach, then I think you can walk around with a Red Bull across your chest with Aronson on the back. Yeah, um, that has to be a disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of obviously. Yeah, not obvious. Yeah, and um, 
I've been trying to like convince myself because obviously this is like a hurdle every Union fan has to to cross, but it's like my reasoning and my like convincing myself that this is like okay to this isn't like a weird thing is because like it's a completely different team. It's Salzburg is is never a team that you're never gonna play. It's it's purely you know visuals is that we're connecting this this team to the New York team that we that we hate, but it's it's a it's a landing spot that he's gonna thrive in and he's gonna be great in and we can you know every 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 checkpoint is is positive for this move so we can support everything and just because there's some some branding we don't agree with we can i think i think we, we as 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 humans can can get past that as fans it's a little more difficult and i understand that if people don't want to buy this jersey because it's it's such a blatant is a jersey that it has the Red Bull logo across the chest. Like it's it's huge. Like it's obviously hard to miss. So it's I I, I get fans not wanting to get that or you know have have some feelings yeah, about that. that. But you know, and that's yeah, like a I fan logic. Support. I I get the fan logic yeah. in that. But like we want to support Aronson. We want to you know be about this. So it's right. we can get past that as it's yeah, our I mean, choice we, to be get past that. You ain't go wearing a red red bull salzburg jersey to a union game probably no but, uh, yeah that's dumb but and as, yeah as uh, jerry seinfeld would say is sports being a sports fan is really just rooting for laundry i like <laughs> yeah. the shirts or the green shirts or the red shirts whatever color shirts you like that's the laundry that you like to root for oh he moved well i like that laundry now all right yeah, yeah let's move on um mls look at them continuing with their season releasing the rest of the schedule 10 10 games left is that right wow uh, i think nine now nine now and we play yeah. the revs what eight of those yep just about if uh, man if the liberty rivalry is not a thing after this season then it's i don't know what to do man i i've actually been stockpiling my liberty rivalry t-shirts so that i can actually <laughs> sell them on ebay um it's it's been hard on the family because I've been spending a lot of money, but man, those t-shirts, once you have one, you want another. That's all, that's what I found, the Liberty, Liberty rivalry. It is a legit rivalry, and it's happening. And it may be the most boring rivalry because these games are usually snooze fest, and it's usually a one-goal or a zero-goal game. But, you know, it's a thing, and it's happening. So we yeah. have two more of them. We have two more Revs games this year, two of the, the nine. Um. And then looks looks like so just looking at your notes we we're at Columbus again which is weird like why are we yeah. going there again um, but no Atlanta or Nashville which kind of a bummer we don't play Atlanta this year but I'm always fine not playing them because you never really know yeah but uh, this year man this year was the time to play them if any, of any yeah that's 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 obvious that's for sure but still I mean I'm, I'm fine. Forget yeah. it, Atlanta. Nashville, yeah. I'm a little bummed about because it would be nice to see some of those guys, Akam and um, D. Jones. And Tribbett, man. Uh, the Tribster. The Tribbett. And Ta Taylor Washington's getting some minutes, too. Is he really? Get yeah. out of here. Man, I know I should have bought that Taylor Washington jersey. <laughs> um. Oh, well. You live, you learn. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You, too. Dude, tell me about your Saturday night. I'm sure this will right. be awesome. Yes, yeah, so, so, yeah, so you are a actually pretty fun team to watch, regardless of results. Because uh, so so last game they 
they had a 5-4 loss uh, to, to Red Bull 2. But it was one of the most entertaining games I've watched. And there's been some great games this year from soccer in general. But this game was... It was pretty wild. There's like a couple minute stretch in the first to at the end of the first half where there is like two yellow cards, a red card, you know, a couple free kicks right outside the box and a PK and it all for the all for the union and within like three or four minutes and that like ended up the union getting back into the like that caused the union to get back in the game because they went down too well quick and they went up to got to two one off the off a PK and then it second half was just as wild and it ended up being a 5-4 game that the union lost but it was a super entertaining game and and regardless of that these union two players are one they're like 12 years old they're super young but they are talented they have there's there's a lot of potential there and and there's obviously got a lot of youth and the back line might need to figure out some things because they give up a lot of goals in just about every game but Man, there's some, there's talent there. Like I, there's a few, couple of players. I'm like, oh, okay, that's uh, that's gonna be a guy that will contribute to the next level pretty easily, and I, you can see that. And uh, to point out one more, maybe more an obvious one because he's already signed a um, a homegrown contract is Jack McLean. The, the kid's he's pretty legit. He's he scored a great goal in um in in the in the Red Bull game, but he's he's a real quality player, and I'm really excited to see him uh, progress. Yeah, man, we'll we'll get him on the podcast at some time. Uh, yeah, I think we should. Yeah, I always bug him on Instagram. Hell, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so they have just a couple games left. They're a bunch of kids getting dropped off by their mom. Like, is that what we assume that these guys are getting dropped off by their parents at the game? Like, it's kind of funny. Like, the other team arrives on the bus and they see these kids getting dropped off by their parents at the game, and then these kids come out and just run at them and just go, yeah. not scared of anything. That's, yeah, that's all. it's pretty great. Yeah, there's there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of youth on this team, and I don't know. I think like there's definitely going to be guys that we're going to see popping up with the, the in the in the first team too. Like Glenn is obvious, and and Paxton Aronson is obviously another one. He's he's got a lot of skill, and he's pretty fun to watch. But then other guys like I think there's this kid Brandon Craig who's been playing in between center back and kind of like a defensive midfield role, and he's like kind of a tall skinny kid kind of like built like jack elliott but he's also like 16 so he'll, you know he can fill out but he's got he's got a lot of a lot of skill like pretty good on the ball and has a, has a good shot and then um another one Issa Rayon, who he like came in on the in, in this red bull game in the second half and like he, he was playing like a a right back but like was able to go up a lot so it was like almost like a winger role and he was immediately an Im- impactful player so there's and he's he, he's a little older. He he played at Duke for a year, and so he's like a little more a little more seasoned, I guess, compar- comparatively. But there's some guys on this team that oh, like they, they just they just have talent. Like I could I could you know list them all. Like Axel Picasso, like he's he's a scrappy attacking player who's you know always always has a has has some looks in every game. So it, I don't know. They're they're fun to watch, and I I, I always enjoy watching. You know, when it was Steel and Union two games, because it's a team you can root for. That's you know you have you're invested in obviously as Union fans, but it's like the result is not as uh, important. It's like uh, you're not as like stressed out about this game. You can just sit back right. and enjoy a game that you're you're invested in, but it's less it's less you know 
pulling your hair worrying about the results you just like enjoy the game enjoy these players and it's the and it's cool with these young guys because it's it's you know used to be like you know there's you know a handful of homegrowns or, or young guys and then like the rest of the like filler like older guys and like james chambers which is cool but like this team now it's like this entire team is fresh and full of potential and, and any one of them could could make it to the next level so it's so fun to watch like this entire team just be so uh so full of potential i've said it a billion times so full of potential and it's like it's so cool to see every single one of them have a shot so it, it i don't know it makes it really exciting this year with this team and and i hope anyone who you know has has some I mean, free time where they're playing can, can say it again yeah i mean you only got two games left but yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean you know they'll be around next year and um, you know i'm sure people have watched you know as as the season has gone this year but yeah, it's exciting. I, I like how this Union 2 is, is shaping and, and what Tanner is doing to to push these young guys forward because it, it, it's, you know, testing a lot of them. And a lot of them are, you know, going to struggle because it's they're playing against actual professionals, against, you know, pretty legit teams. But it's it's just fun to watch, and, and these guys can can hang most of the time. So it's cool. Yeah. Um, to build on that point, uh, in the Brotherly Game chat, someone brought up the point that on the current union roster, uh, first team roster, there's only three guys who have played on another MLS team. And so it kind of builds into that um, feeling that like, this is our team. These are our guys. They're not from any other team. Um, and a lot of that comes from having obviously a good academy, a good uh, USL team that feeds into it. And um, obviously the purchases that we make, but yeah, it's a cool, cool thing to have such a promising young crop all right so let's do weekly ebay finds and then we'll talk about the toronto we'll make a prediction for our next game all right so do you have a weekly ebay find or do you want me to tell you what the weekly ebay find is i'll i'll say one and then if you have one too I, i'll say the one i it's this is a uh, this is an ebay purchase not a find because i okay, i was gonna shout out your purchase yeah, yeah. Well done. so i i you know i've been looking for a while and you know i i don't have one of the the steel union kits and they've been popping up on twit on ebay you know every now and again but i finally pull the trigger on one and it, i'm so i'm pretty excited to finally have that and add that to the collection because it's like that's that's the that's the rare rare one of the more rare jerseys in union history so it, it's you know pretty excited about that one and should be coming in about a week so yeah that's awesome um and if you're looking uh liberty rivalry t-shirts will be hitting the market very soon um <laughs> way up charge price. <laughs> only only 40 dollars a sleeve and um <laughs> nah yeah yeah pumped for you can't wait to see that on you uh that's cool man that's cool well done well done never that's a one of a kind we won't we won't see that jersey ever again because Bethlehem Steel don't exist. There's not like a tie-in with the Union, a black jersey with red writing on. That's that's sick, man. Yeah. All right, man. We got Toronto this weekend. Really, really a battle of the top um, at the top of the East. Uh, and another team that's got some stars on it. You got Josie, Michael, Pozuelo. Um, they got uh, another Piatti, like not uh, the, yeah, the other Piatti. The other Piatti. Yeah, he seems good. Uh, Tommy Tinker Toy, Slim Pickens, you got all those guys jumping in there. Um, 
what's your prediction for this game? Was that Sunday or Saturday? Uh, this one's Saturday, I, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm going to be it, drunk. I'll, I'll yeah. Tell you it's okay. The, the other disclaimer: This one's playing, being played in like Connecticut. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that that helps. Probably ride a bus, right? Say it again. They're gonna ride a bus up there. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe fly. Who cares? Anyway, go on. Yeah. What's your prediction? Uh, yeah, so it's gonna be tough. Like, I mean, Toronto is good. Like, it's they've been they've had one of the weirdest seasons because they just had to play Montreal and Vancouver most of their season because of like you know everything so it's hard to say how good they are but they i mean they're obviously always good and they're always a challenge so i i'm gonna say it's gonna be tough i'm gonna say we're i i guess I'll, i have to say it win but it's gonna be like a i'm gonna say like one zero all right one zero yeah you got scoring in that one i'm gonna say casper oh wait no can i change it um Judges say, uh, yeah, you can change it. All right, I'm going to go Bedoya because he Bedoya is always the, the clutch guy. He's going to come come in fresh, and he's going to score the game winner. And and he also scored the, his winner in his debut in, in Toronto and that, with that uh, an awesome chip. So he's going to he's gonna be the one that, that wins it here. But it's I feel like it's going to be such – this is going to be one of our, our, our biggest tests because, I mean, Toronto is right there be, you know, with us in the standings. And this could really separate one of these teams from the other in, in the standings right now. So it's gonna be it's it's this is a tough one. It, I mean, they got so much so many talented players, and there's that. You see the goal? There's goal they scored this, this their past game. Um, no, no, I couldn't. Uh, it was uh Rachel Larea, who's like I guess their fullback or I guess I don't know, winger or whatever they play him, but he, he like diced up this guy and played it. One of the, probably the goal of the week, and so. They've got talent, you know, throughout their 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 roster, not just those those front front guys. So they're they're a dangerous team. So it's gonna be a tough one, but I I think we we squeak out a result. Nice. I say I'll go I'll go a high scoring tie with two two. Um, I'll go Aronson and Casper. Yeah, I'll go those two. So you can get the win. I'll take the tie. Uh, either way, we're taking points out of canada technically um what do you say massachusetts is that what you said connecticut, connecticut. I, I think they're playing at yukon stadium it, they're all the same they're all the same yeah that's that's um, fair that's a fair point yeah i mean honestly like science says it's all the same <laughs> yeah all right man well yeah this is, this is a good podcast hopefully the technology worked um i think we covered a lot look forward to talking to you guys and uh, again next next week I don't know we'll try to hit it up again in the in the beginning of the week I think that's a good idea yeah and uh, let's get some points against Toronto um, awesome awesome man well thanks for listening go ahead wear a mask and keep being good people <laughs>